At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. This is the Nightcap with Tim Murray and Super Bowl champion Sean King on VSIN, the sports betting network. Nightcap here on VEASAN alongside Sean King. We are one day away from the start of week one. Preseason. Two games tomorrow, a couple on Friday. Loaded slate on Saturday. That's Sean King. I'm Tim Murray, and a man who no doubt will be firing away on some preseason action joins us right now. It is Eric Eager. But before E, we get to any of that, you, the king, of hashtag restore the roar, the Lions' biggest fan. I, I gotta feel like you're kind of disheartened after last night because now everybody is all in on hashtag restore the roar. Last night had to be an unfortunate circumstance for you. I know. I it's like uh, I haven't watched uh, that first episode yet, so I feel like a cult leader who doesn't even go to church. But <laughs> um, you know, the thing, the nice thing about betting guys is that like. When you get them over six wins and everybody else has to go over six and a half minus 120, uh, that that's uh, that that feels good. Right. That feels good. Um, You know, uh, but yeah, it's funny now that everybody everybody's coming in, restoring the roar. Uh, You know, if it gets to what if that win total gets to seven, seven and a half, uh, then it's almost like you already won. Right. No. You're not no. You're no. not all in on restore the roar. You, oh, absolutely not. Yeah, yeah. I, I think they're a four win team at best. <laughs> I love the emotion. I love the energy. But I mean, it's a players' game, players' league. Still don't know if they got the horses quite yet, Eric. I mean, talk me into it. I mean, where's the production coming from? And, and I like the young receiver. What's his name? Saint. Uh, how you say his name? So, so this team. So where the production is coming from? Offensive line is three former first round picks. Uh, Taylor Decker, Frank Ragnow, Panay Sewell. Mm-hmm. Um, TJ Hawkinson's a top 10 tight end who played really well when healthy last year. Amon Ross St. Brown had almost 1,000 yards. DJ like Chark's a 1,000-yard receiver for the Jaguars previously. Jamison Williams is the best wide receiver in the draft. If he wasn't injured, uh, he probably would have been picked a lot higher. Um, and Jared Goff last year, I think quietly, uh, you know, put up with a lot. Uh, wasn't great, but wasn't a disaster. But you look at that offense, and there's there's a fair amount of talent there. You also look at the schedule, and you know they got, you know they got uh, you know, Tim's Commanders, but then they also have 
I mean, look at all the last place teams they have on their schedule. They have the Seahawks. They have the the Jets and Giants, the Panthers, the Jaguars. Um, you know, the, the Dolphins. You might not be very good, and then they be, they play the Bears twice. The Bears might be the worst team in football. It's all about like the schedule to me as well uh, as it is like the increase in talent. It's interesting. Uh, we were talking pre-flop today before the show when Tim asked me and what stood out, and I'm anxious to get your opinion. I don't think Panay Sewell's long enough to play tackle. Like, they showed some one-on-ones with him and some of the D linemen. He doesn't have long arms, not the tallest body. I think to maximize him, they're going to have to move him inside at some point. Uh, statistically, just what, what do your numbers say? Uh, Sewell was a top – I mean, there was a point in time last year where, where, you know, when Jamar Chase was struggling with the drops about midway through the season – Sewell was, you know, ahead of him in terms of value. And then, of course, like Chase pulled away. But Sewell's had like a pretty good start to his career. When you look at, um, you know, know, basically, you know, his PFF grade, very good. You know, he got to play both tackle positions last year. So he started out at left tackle, moved over to right tackle, uh, you know, was quite good, you know, basically, you know, almost the entire year, especially as a a pass blocker. So there might be that point. But honestly, you know, right now, you know, you look at that offensive line doesn't have a weakness and the splits between golf pressure, no pressure um, is pretty stark. And I think that they're going to, um, you know, I think that they're going to basically be, you know, be able to lean into some of the stuff, a having a weak schedule, meaning you're not going to be behind as much as last year. So you can run play action. You can run uh, a lot of the gimmicky stuff that can protect a guy like golf. Um, but also you're not, the pass rushers aren't going to be able to rear his back back as much because they're not going to be, you know, in true passing situations as much because their team's going to be better. So I think at least for this year, Sewell is going to play at a high level. I think that offense itself is going to play, you know, at a higher level than I think a lot of people anticipate. We're talking once again to our good friend Eric Eager from Pro Football Focus at PFF underscore Eric. Make sure to uh, check out his podcast with George Shahuri, the PFF forecast. All right, I don't want to lead the witness here. We're just going to ask a question. And we'll see what his response is, okay? <laughs> I'm going to give you the odds for the AFC North right now as it stands at DraftKings. Ravens plus 155, Bengals plus 180, Browns plus 320, Steelers 10-1, to 1. Eric. Not going to lead the witness. Those are just what they currently are. I gave you $100. What would be the bet that you would make? I would probably put 50 each on the Bengals and the Ravens and just deal. <laughs> um I just think the Steelers are, and I know like Mike Tomlin's a Hall of Famer, um, but John Harbaugh is as well. Uh, that helps, um, you know. But that Pittsburgh team doesn't have any talent. They weren't a good team last year. I know they won nine games, but that was a Cleveland team that was injured. That was a Baltimore team that was injured. They got four wins off of those those two teams alone. So, and I don't think Cleveland. I don't think Deshaun Watson's playing this year. Uh, and I think with Jacoby Brissett, it's going to be kind of a reset year. For the Browns, uh, who have a great roster, but without Watson, it's going to be tough. So I, I like both, and I do think the Ravens are rightly favored. If you look at the end of the Cincinnati Bengals season, it's a grind. It's Buffalo, it's Kansas City, it's New England, it's Tampa Bay, it's the Ravens, and the you know. So I think the Ravens do a fourth place schedule. A team that was pretty good anyway last year lost their last six games, five of them by three points or less. I think that they're in a good spot. They need to find out, a, you know, they need to find a wide receiver though to be productive because right now it's Mark Andrews who's one of the best tight ends in football. Isaiah Likely, guys like that. 
who are going to contribute, but they need to find a guy on the outside. If they can do that, I think that team's going to be a Super Bowl contender, pretty scary team in Baltimore Ravens. Well, I don't know if there's some kind of supplemental draft that I don't know about, Eric, but I don't know where they're getting this receiving help. And I don't know why Pittsburgh is being so disrespected. 15 years, Tomlin's never had a losing record. Najee Harris is light years better than any running back that Baltimore has, especially both of them coming off an injury. Deontay Johnson and Chase Claypool won circles around any wide receiver that the Ravens have. Now, granted, you know, Pittsburgh's rush defense leaves a lot to be desired. And, of course, Lamar Jackson, you know, depending on your cup of tea, you could argue is the best quarterback in the division. I know people will say Joe Burrow, but Lamar does have an MVP already. Why is Pittsburgh getting no respect? I didn't even mention T.J. Watt and his, what, 22 sacks last year. Sean, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna shame anybody here because I had to look it up, but I I I I implore the listeners of this show to to name two corners on the Steelers. Well, yeah, they definitely have some issues on the back end, but ironically, because they were able to generate pass pressure last year, they actually were top five in pass defense, if I'm not mistaken. I think they were like yeah, fifth mean, or sixth. Like it was the rush defense that was horrible. Yeah, but when you look at it, that's the thing with defense. It's so hard, right? Because when you look at the Steelers schedule, you're looking at, you know, you know, you're, you're playing the Browns with Baker Mayfield, who has, you know, it can barely throw. Right. You're looking at the, uh, the they played Tyler Hundley one game. They played an injured Lamar Jackson another game. Um, you know, it was very much I mean, when they played the Patrick Mahomes of the world, you know, the, the Chiefs hung 40 on them. Right. When they played the Packers. They, they got you know beat when they played the Bengals. The Bengals tossed them around a little bit. Minnesota Vikings scored 36 against them on a Thursday night game. Um, you know, the wins that they had, I mean, you're talking about, you know, Denver's quarterback situation, not great. Uh, Seattle's quarterback situation, a little bit better. But then, you know, Chicago, they beat them. Um, you know, Tennessee, that was one where all the players are injured on, you know, I, I think – they were very schedule adjusted and, and you look at this defense. Now they lose Joe Hayden. Who's been a good player for them. Um, you, you lost Mike Hilton a couple of years ago. He was a good player for them. Mink is the one guy that's sort of holding it down on that defense, but I, I just don't see it. And I, I just, you know, sacks are pretty noisy. That's why you get guys like 21 year and then 10, the next, if Watt has like 12 sacks this year, that's still going to be a great year for him, but the defense is not going, it, it's, it's going to be a bunch of extra plays that, that aren't accounted for. Additionally, like the quarterback for that team sucks, right? And the offensive line for that team sucks. So I, I get I get that there's talent there, and I respect the heck out of Mike Tomlin. It's hard to bet against him, and I'm not betting under seven wins for them. But I just don't think they're going to contend this year. Talk once again to our good friend Eric Eager, who is always kind with his time. He's going to hang out for two segments. Yeah, and we'll- I got I to gotta make a, a statement for the for our show. Okay. The truth doesn't have emotions, Eric. You always tell the truth when you come on here. It is, I hurt Tim's feelings all the time. He never has anything to say back in return because oh I'm always my, right. Oh, my so God. How truth are the doesn't have doing emotions. Right Good God. So feel, you know, always feel free to speak freely. I, I spoke. I, I gave him crap about him playing for the two-lane basketball team, and then he had to call up a family member to customize Can we jersey. get back to the AFC North? I'm just saying, oh, ooh, all about feelings, and then uh, I bust your... It's just shocked that people think that Deontay Johnson, Chase Claypool, Fearmuth... Who's Ruth, throwing them the football? And Najee Harris. Who's I'm just, throwing them the football? Big Ben I mean, was terrible Trubisky, last year. Trubisky is horrendous. Well, we're so going to find out. That's what we're going to find out this Their year. Their offensive line is garbage. 
We're going to find out. Najee Harris only averaged 3.9 yards per carry. The yeah, reason I, he had 12. The, the thing that I don't think people are – I'm making a prediction here, folks. Remember how bad Todd Gurley looked in year two with the Rams? I think that that's what Najee Harris is going to look like this year. And that's – Todd Gurley was a good running back. Najee Harris is a good running back. Running backs, they need their teams to be ahead. They need their teams to block well. They need their quarterback to play well and put the, push the defense back. You know, that year that got Jeff Fisher fired, Todd Gurley averaged like 2.8 yards a carry because the Rams couldn't move the ball a foot. Now, I mean, we got to go to break that, right quick, Eric. And year. I'm not saying that Mitch Trubisky is Tom Brady, but he's thrown 64 touchdowns and 38 picks in his career. He's not terrible. Nobody wanted him last year, Sean. Nobody. He was a backup who did not play. Talk about week one of the preseason with Eric Eager next here on the Nightcap. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. This is the Nightcap on VSN, the sports betting network. If you're looking for more sports betting discussion around your local teams, Bet Rivers has you covered. Bet Rivers has launched a series of CityCasts designed to tackle sports betting from the local perspective. There are CityCasts in Chicago, Denver, Detroit, LA, New York, Philadelphia, Pittsburgh, and Washington, D.C. Subscribe to your local CityCasts wherever you get your podcasts. Alongside Mitch Trubisky apologist Sean King, I am Tim Murray. Eric Eager, kind enough to hang out with us. Uh, apparently, the uh, the Trubisky propagandist uh, has a stat. So, would you like to? I'm just saying, if the only quarterback I prefer over Trubisky is Mahomes, and here's why. And the and we this is courtesy of Jason, a producer of uh, the Look Ahead with Scott Seinberg. Only two quarterbacks have thrown six touchdowns in a game over the last five years. Oh yeah, Patrick Mahomes and Mitchell Trubisky. I mean, some that people was, like guys that, that throw key. six touchdowns in a game. Some people don't. People forget what game that was. I remember exactly what game that was. It was week four of 2018. It was the game that ended the Fitzmagic era in Tampa Bay. Do you know who also threw six touchdowns in a game? January 1st. January 1st, 2011. You know who threw six touchdowns? Matt Matt Flynn. Matt Flynn. So, I mean, that's some some good company. That was against backups. Greatest. Packer ever that was because he backups. has a he has a Packer record 
Greatest Packer quarterback ever. Some say Favre. Some say Rodgers. Some say Star. I say Matt Flynn. Hey, I don't need Mitch Trubisky to be MVP. I just need him to be slightly better than a very bad Big Ben Roethlisberger. All right, year. let's make some money now, and let's head to the preseason. And before, uh, Eric, we get into the particular games, I- I'm curious your philosophy, your mentality, how you usually go about handicapping the preseason. I don't, right? I, I think you are, and, and I know before I came on, you had Pat Leonard's uh, tweet up there where it talked about who mm-hmm. the Giants were trying to play. I mean, I think that that's, that's how you have to win now. You have to sort of infer from uh, camp reports and stuff. But those are, you know, that, the, you know, the information edge, that generally gets baked into line pretty quickly. I think you, so, so my answer is I don't, I, I don't pre-flop except for teasers. Um, because, you know, the way that, you know, these games go, the totals are so low mm-hmm. that these, you know, that these points are worth a lot, right? So tomorrow night you have New England plus two and a half against the Giants. Um, you can, you know, a six point teaser, let's say you're getting it at minus 110. You really need 22.7% um, on each leg, right? And so usually six points are not worth that much. But if you go through three, four, five, six, seven, and eight, when a total of the game is 33 and a half, those are worth that many points, that, that many, many percentages, right? It, it's sort of like, again, in the NFL regular season, you want to tease you know, those, those teasers through you know, the key numbers of three and seven when the total's low because those numbers are worth something. They're worth even more in the preseason. So that's generally speaking what I will do. So you know, this week, for example, you have New England plus two and a half. You have Jacksonville plus one and a half. You have Arizona plus one and a half, uh, Green Bay plus two and a half. That's Sean's uh, lock of the week. Um, you have uh, you know a few others uh, that are kind of in that one one and a half range. If you can tease through the three and the seven, and you're getting minus one twenty or less, you're doing a pretty good job there. And then I just bet them live because you can sort of see like you know the other day they, the Jags put in Kyle Sloter. Kyle Sloter is a pretty good preseason quarterback. He covers the second half number, even though the Jags got dragged around in that game. They at least won the second half. Yeah, I, actually, we were live on the air. I had the Raiders pre-flop, and then me and Femi were sitting here, and we're like, I don't know, maybe the Raven Jags can win this second half, and they did. So uh, that was a, a nice middle uh, situation. Um, when you look at you know quarterback competition, so for me, a game that that jumps to me, and we've actually seen at least here at Circa, Eric, a flip of favorites. That's on Saturday afternoon, Carolina at Washington. Uh, Baker Mayfield, Sam Darnold vying for that QB one. Uh, is this? Do you look for you know competitions at the quarterback position, like a team like Carolina, where you know they're catching a pointer, a point and a half? Um, to your point about like teasers, um, you know you could get Carolina up to seven and a half at some spots. Is Carolina a team of interest because of the the question marks at uh, at the quarterback position and the and the battle that they have? I think they have to be, and you look at the total on that game, it's, it's telling you a lot, too. It's 37. It's the second biggest total uh, of the weekend. Uh, the only other one that's bigger is Cleveland against Jacksonville, and that's, you know, with Deshaun Watson getting the start, they're sort of baking in a little bit more offense at the beginning of that game. But the 37 total is telling you the market believes that the Panthers and the and the commanders are going to actually try at the quarterback position, and, and specifically Darnold coming in or, or Baker coming in and playing with the twos, still providing a little bit of competence there to sort of get you into 
you know, the, the, the teens or the twenties. Um, yeah, I, I like the, the quarterback competition when it's legitimate and when both guys are given an opportunity to play and, you know, the first, the ones are at least playing, you know, sometimes they do a thing where like the first string offensive line will even play with the second guy just to give him a little bit better of a chance. That's obviously, uh, you know, a good ingredient for, for solid play as well. You know, and in the second half of that game, you're going to get P.J. Walker, who's trying to make sure that he has a roster spot yeah. there in Carolina. And you're going to get the best quarterback in this past year's draft, Sam Howell, for the Commanders. So, you know, <laughs> definitely tune in for the Sam Howell show. I thought it was Chris Oladokun was the best quarterback. In the- That's the one I coach. <laughs> but, you know, I had Sam Howell rated number one. I so, know you did. Yeah, that's my guy. Yeah, you also like Carson Wentz. I do. For some reason, um, Carson Wentz is not that bad, guys. Let's you don't have to better, say guys, say Tim, put an address on that. I think Carson he, Wentz is gonna have a, a Pro Bowl caliber oh season. God, uh, I'm a big Carson Wentz supporter. He's better than Taylor Heineke. That's well, that's the extent of it. Facts, he, yeah. Congratulations. I don't know if he's as good as Sam you're, Howell is gonna be, but he might better, be ahead right now. You're better than a guy that was taking uh online graduate. Can we move on to something two else? Years ago. Thank you. Um, are you gonna are you gonna ride the the Harbaugh train or is it is it is it too too rich for your blood there, Eric? He is what nine and ATS in his last nine. He's twenty and straight up in his last twenty preseason games. Eighteen and two ATS in those twenty games. They're laying three and a half tomorrow night at home against the Titans. Yeah, I think so. And and one of the reasons is so they have a lot of injuries. I was actually at Baltimore Ravens camp yesterday. Um, and I, you know, so I got to watch practice and all that. And, and they are sitting, you know, like Marlon Humphrey's not playing right now. Uh, Marcus Peters is not playing right now. Um, but that team is the attention to detail. That team, that organization is just so immense. Special teams are great. Right. And that, you know, plays in like they care. Right. So that, so there's not going to be any mess ups, uh, you know, like Jacksonville, you know, getting a punt return for a touchdown, getting called back. None of that stuff's really going to happen. The Titans are not a deep team. They're not a very good team, frankly, but like you, you can make an argument that they have decent ones, but they were a team that had a lot of injuries last year. They played the most players in NFL history. So maybe they lay off and, and don't play any of their good players tomorrow. Who knows? I, I, but I think that that's a plausible argument as well. Yeah, I'll lay a dollar ninety on the Ravens, uh, you know, for, for grocery money, I guess, uh, at least free flop. And then in game, if they get behind. Uh, then I'll be looking for them at a plus price. Yeah, I love the Ravens tomorrow. Just, I mean, Lamar is probably not going to play, but T. Huntley played yeah. basically. The Huntley's last... a good quarterback, right? Sean. Like a good, like a good backup. He's a good backup. Quarterback. Absolutely. And then you get Brett Huntley, who a couple years back Green Bay thought he was yeah. the heir apparent. He's going to be trying to prove that he should be in the league. And then if Malik Willis is running around making plays in the fourth quarter, I get Anthony Brown, who can do the same thing if I need to string a couple first downs together and, and, and hopefully either ice the game or, or put us in, in a situation to score late. So uh, I like Baltimore tomorrow too. Yeah, I think I think when you look at the quarterbacks taken last year in rounds two and three, none of them were that impressive other than Davis Mills, and it even took Davis Mills some time. You know, but guys like Kellen Mond didn't look like they belonged early on. Uh, Kyle Trask didn't look like he belonged early on. He may get I, I think we all like Malik Willis. I think Malik Willis has a lot of potential, but – I would curb expectations for him in in the preseason this year. Like I think he's taken in the third round for a reason. And even though like I I would have been fine if a team t- took him in round one, just given his tools. I, I think there's some some progression that needs to happen. Obviously. Oh, he's far he's far far away in my opinion from really? being a competent starting quarterback. But I'm just talking more when he's playing against the Slappies 
on the other team, you know, he goes to running around and, you know, he uses that athleticism and, and I don't want him to throw some 60-yard bomb and beat me. <laughs> so I get Anthony Brown, who's probably going to be doing the same thing from Baltimore. Yep, yep. Uh, Eric, we got 45 seconds. Do you have a favorite week one regular season bet? Ooh, ooh. Uh, I do. I, I So to me, it, it's – I, I'm going to take Detroit plus the four against the against the <laughs> Eagles. Uh, but beyond that, I like laying two and a half with Green Bay in Minnesota. I think I think Green Bay is being a little bit undervalued right now because of question marks of the wide receiver and the Vikings. I got to see it to believe it with them. All right, there you go. He's fading the Vikings and he's riding with his beloved. Detroit Lions. Hard knocks, man. Hashtag restore oh the roar, baby. Get that John, number now. John's old division rivals. Yeah, <laughs> NFC Central. Eric, you're yes, the man. Yes. We always appreciate your time. Good stuff, man. Thanks for having me on, guys. There he is. Eric Eager at PFF underscore Eric. Dan Campbell won't cost people a lot of money. <laughs> this is the Nightcap on VSIN, the sports betting network. Baseball predictions made brighter. Join the Born in a Ballpark Challenge presented by Blue Moon to compete free for cash all season. And a weekly prediction pools to fight for your share of $62,500 in total cash prizes. Head to DraftKings.com slash Blue Moon now to join the action. Blue Moon made brighter. 21 and over only. Terms and conditions and other eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings for see DraftKings.com for details. Drink responsibly. Alongside Super Bowl champ, Sean King. I am Tim Murray. The talk of the town after last night's episode of Hard Knocks, Dan Campbell, Jamal Williams. I love you guys. Aiden Hutchinson. Grit. And (laughs) Aiden Hutchinson. And uh, what did he say? If you have one butt cheek and three three, toes, toes, I want you to be able to kick someone's butt. Well, a man who lives in the Motor City and hosts the Detroit City Cast, part of the Vincent family, is the one and only Dan Leach who joins us right now. Dan, my goodness, the buzz around this Lions team. I saw today BetMGM put out some statistics. 49% of their bets have Aiden Hutchinson winning the Defensive Rookie of the Year. 31% of their bets, 73% in the state of Michigan on Dan Campbell to win Coach of the Year. Can you can you eat the uh, the excitement in the air right now with this Lions buzz? By the way, I, I thought you and King Sean see what I did there. We're gonna say I was the talk of the town, but I mean I'll, <laughs> I'll give it to Dan Campbell and the Lions here. Listen, we it's funny because I, I talked about it on my show about the Detroit Citycast leading up to it, and then in the reaction to the the premiere last night. You know, short the Lions after you know Hard Knocks premieres. A lot of that stuff came in early, but I'll tell you this. We are so starved here in Detroit. For I, I mean, I was at the, the, play, the playoff win in 1991. That's the only one since 57. Eisenhower was the president back then. One win in the playoffs since 1957. We're so starved that even, you know, one-ass cheek and three toes will bury you with a treading water. Even that kind of stuff is going to get you in, in so insanely fired up. Aiden Hutchinson killing Billy Jean. Dan Campbell and all his craziness. 
listen, I get why people are betting the Lions. I'm a very, you know, way too optimistic at times. Even I am excited, but I, I, seven wins. Seven wins is what I think the Lions can get. Seven, eight wins is a ceiling. I, I took it over six months ago before the draft at six and a half now. But this is a team that is just that needs whatever kind of momentum they can get. And I think, you know, we've seen it in the past, Tim and Sean. Hard Knocks can do that. You obviously got to go out there and win. Brad Sherlock Holmes, the GM, has to build the team the right way. I, I think he's the right guy. We saw what he did with the Rams. I know Les Steve is, of course, part of that, too, as a GM. But is Dan Campbell the right coach? If he is, and not just a great motivator and a one-line guy, then this Lions franchise with Aaron Rodgers at the end of his career in Green Bay could maybe take over, dare I say it, take over the NFC North for years to come. That's what the hope is here. But it's a TV show. You can't start betting your mortgage on Aiden Hutchinson, Defensive Rookie of the Year, and Dan Campbell, Coach of the Year. That's a little nuts. The Lions would have to win like 11, 12 games for Campbell to win Coach of the Year. I mean, Heidi Koch could get his sack number. I think it's seven and a half. I think he could definitely be an offensive or defensive rookie of the year, but let's temper the expectations a little bit. But people are going crazy here in Detroit after the premier hard knocks. Well, first of all, Dan, thanks for coming on the show. Um, I really enjoyed my time in 06 uh, there in Dearborn. Uh, I stayed at uh, the Fairlane Hyatt. Great, great, <laughs> great year in my life. I actually You're really a great enjoyed it. breakfast there, Sean. Right, right. I actually really enjoyed it. Actually, shout out to the people there in Dearborn. But I think the. Tempering needs to be drastic, not slight. Because at the end of the day, this is a lot of motion for the first two days of training camp. I mean, good God. What are they going to do when adversity really hits? I mean, you're going to have to come in there with no clothes on or something. Like, I mean, he already almost crying. Secondly, when I look at the roster, I still think it's devoid of top-end talent in some significant spots. One being quarterback, the other being pass rush. I know Aiden Hutchinson's a, a early draft pick. I think eventually he's going to be really good, but I do think he's going to experience some growing pains for his first year in the NFL. I, I think until he really learns to be a master from a technique standpoint and a nuance, that he may not get the production people presume. But I want to ask you this. The best thing for the Lions is to not be very good this year and get a chance to draft Bryce Young or C.J. Stroud. Sure. But it seems like all the momentum, all the energy is in trying to be a seven-win team. Will the city understand if they're another two- or three-win team, understanding that that gets you the potential franchise quarterback next year to pair with a fully healthy Jamison Williams? Uh, Armani and St. Brown, it's now probably had two years of production and that's what the organization needs to really get to where, where they want to go, which is winning the NFC North, competing in the playoffs, hopefully at some point playing for a Super Bowl. Sean, you, you characterize that perfectly. By the way, I did cry when Jamal Williams gave a speech, so I'll admit that. I'm a very sensitive <laughs> guy. But let me just say this. And I want to kind of go, not, not go after you, but I want to just kind of push back a little on the talent. I am with you. It is devoid of, we'll see what Hutch is. He's not J.J. Watt yet. He's a freaking rookie. But – when you and he got chip, you know chip blocked by T.J. Hawkinson, and he's going to learn. But let me just say this: they do have what I believe is a, could be a top five offensive line. They do have great skill players: DeAndre Swift, Jamal Williams, T.J. Hawkinson, Hockaham. You know they've got. And you mentioned Jared Goff, and and I'm all about understanding that Goff is not the guy. He did have great metrics in the second half of the season, but I'm with you. It's about fighting C.J. Stroud, Richardson from Florida. You know who's going to be the Bryce Young from Alabama, as you mentioned. Who's the next quarterback? I don't believe it's Goff either. But let's not forget, Goff did go to a Super. Bowl. I believe he was the youngest quarterback ever to start in a Super Bowl. That being said, I'm with you on tempering those expectations. 
The defensive side of the ball definitely does need uh, two, three, four more stalwarts. I mean, I like what Jeff Okuda could possibly become, but he hasn't shown anything yet. You know, you've got good you know, value with Tracy Walker in the secondary. You've got a pretty good front seven. Uh, I mean, obviously, Hutchinson is going to be a big part of that as a rookie. So there, there definitely is, you know, there's desire and there's need and there's a dearth of talent in certain spots. That being said, this year is as I mentioned, you know, about the Lions getting the chance to draft someone franchise quarterback wise that could be that. I'm not trying to say the next Aaron Rodgers or Brady. There's only one or two of those every 25 years. But finding a guy, maybe a Justin Herbert or someone that could be a longtime viable starter that along with the talent that Brad Holmes is building. And I believe he's had two great drafts and the, 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 the ballsy move of trading the franchise quarterback in year one when no one thought he could and getting future first rounders for Stafford. I was a huge. Huge guy, Tim and, and Sean. A huge Matt Stafford guy. One of the few in the media here that really thinks it wasn't all his fault. Obviously, he goes to L.A. first year with the Super Bowl. I know there was a confluence of events, Levity Snicket style, that made it a little easier. But it's one of these things where I think that this team can be built the right way. You've got to keep it calm. I would rather the Lions be bad for two, three, four years and build up to a crescendo and then be a long-term viable contender for five to ten years. Unfortunately, the last 30, 40 years here in Detroit, it's good for two, bad for five. It's Barry Sanders. Let's let him retire at 30. It's Calvin Johnson. Let's screw his career up and make him want to lead the Lions. So I'm all about this team. I don't want to say tanking, but I don't care. If they win five games, fine. They need to improve because that shows that Dan Campbell knows what he's doing. But they don't need to improve so much that they're going to be like the Pistons were in no man's land. Too good to be a team that gets a lottery pick and not good enough to be a playoff team. That's the key here in Detroit. You know, be balanced, move forward, but have an eye on the future and know what it takes to build yourselves into, dare I say it, in Detroit, for you know, example, a Super Bowl contender. Well, I'm pulling for you guys, Dan. I just... I kind of had this conversation earlier with Tim about the Ravens. Uh, until guys do it, I'm still a little skeptical. I like DeAndre sure. Swift, Jamal Williams. I think that's seven seasons. Neither one of them's ever going for 650 yards rushing in a season. DJ Shark uh, and Armani and St. Brown, that's five years, only 1,000-yard season in those five. So I, I like the talent, but the production, they still have to go out and prove it. So I just hope it matches up. I like Dan Campbell's energy. I do like the young nucleus. I think you're, you're on to something with the offensive line. They've invested heavily in it. I think they're going to be really, really good. Got to find a pass rush. Hopefully you get something from uh, the cornerback from the Buckeyes, as you mentioned. But you need a franchise quarterback with the sure. way it, it's, it's, it's constructed right now. Hey, Dan. Let yeah, me... let's, let's be honest. There's there's zero track record here in Detroit. <laughs> yeah. The Patricia era could not have been any worse. <laughs> I mentioned the one play up when it's in 57. They've got to do it. You're 100% right about that. Dan, let me jump in. We got a minute left. Al Avila was uh, the GM of the Tigers was uh, was fired today. I know you got some thoughts on uh, on this move. Yeah, seven years of the rebuild, thirty eight percent win percentage. The fire Avila shirts were going crazy. The, the the bottom line though is, what can they do to not have to rebuild again? Can they find the right way, guy? Can they go out of the lines? You know, the organization like the Lions did for the first time in four decades, and not have a crony and someone come in that was an Al Avila clone. That's the key here in Detroit. They were so good for about 10 years with Leland and Dave Dombrowski. They fired him. Leland retires. The, the franchise has been brutal. There's good young talent. Casey Mize, I was injured. Uh, Spencer Torgelson and others. They've got to find the right guy that can get this thing, maybe rebuild it on the fly, because there's great Tigers fans in this town, that's for sure. Nobody knows Detroit more great than our stuff, guy, man. Dan great stuff, Leach. Man. The passion, we love it. We always love having you on the show. And uh, here in studio, little birdie told me that you might be coming to Vegas here. Uh, in nice. the near future. Gotta come see us. Check out the Detroit City cast, folks. Dan is the man. Dan, we appreciate the time tonight, man.
The honor and pleasure is all mine, gentlemen. There he is. Dan Leach at Dan Leach I like 971. Dan. Dan's the best. Yeah, I like him. Dan's the best. When we were in town ta- when he was in town last year, oh man, we had we had a good time. We had a good time. Dan is uh, Dan's great. Check out the Detroit City Cast. We wrap things up next year on the nightcap. At Bed365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bed365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. This is the Nightcap on VSIN, the sports betting network. The College Football Guide is out right now, and the NFL Guide is coming in just a couple weeks. Start your football season on the right foot with expert profiles of every team, including team trends, power ratings, and over-under recommendations, plus best bets on season win totals, division finishes, and player awards. Remember, the only way to get access to this year's football betting guides, become a VEASAN all-access subscriber. Sign up early for a discount of $175. You'll receive the college and pro football betting guides, along with full VEASAN access all the way through the Super Bowl. Or you could join us for $40 a month and see everything VEASAN has to up your betting game. Go to vcin.com slash subscribe for all your options. Become part of the Sports Betting Network. It is the nightcap here on vcin. Been a busy final hour. Always fun to have a... Always. A, a, a fun final hour. I've uh, thoroughly enjoyed the show today. It's been, it's been you know, it could just, yeah. you could feel it. You know, this time of year, sometimes, you know, you're kind of battling for, like, content and... We're close enough now where it makes sense. You can feel the juice. We got preseason games tomorrow. Got tons of preseason content, futures bets to be made. So I do have two plays that I really like tomorrow. All right, lay them on. That I want to give the people. Uh, I'm in an automatic fade of the Red Sox. Okay. Until they prove they can win a major league baseball game. So I'm taking the Orioles tomorrow. I think it's Red plus, Hot O's, plus baby. 120. Uh, bullpen got a day of rest today because their game was postponed with the yep. Blue Jays. So I'm taking the Orioles tomorrow. Plus 120, and I'm also taking the Ravens tomorrow night. Minus three and a half. And my biggest play of the week is Green Bay Packers money line on Friday. I think the Niners are two, two and a half point favorites. I like Green Bay to win that, that game by at least a touchdown. You got the uh, the Charm City special going with the Oreos and Oreos, the Ravens. Yeah, man. Baltimore love. Got to bring in some crab chips. Just finished rewatching you. The Wire. Yeah? Yeah. You watch We Are the Town or what is it? Rerun This City? I've watched it before, but I did not watch oh, it recently. I actually like that. No, one. it just came out. 
The one that the. So I'm thinking of something different. I'm thinking the one. We own this city. Thank you, Aaron. Is that the one with uh, Kevin Hart? No, no. What, no. What's we own this city? It's it's also about Baltimore. It was came out earlier. Who's the year. main? Who's the lead? Yeah, John Burns, yeah I, don't, I haven't seen that. It's yeah, it's yeah, I haven't seen. If that. you like the Wire, you'll like you'll like we own this city. Yeah, Wire's tremendous though. When you first said, when you first mentioned it, I thought you were talking about the one movie, the Boston movie, the uh, Ben Affleck and the town. Yeah, the town. Oh, that's, that's what I thought when oh, you first said it. That's a tremendous yeah. movie. Love that movie. Um, my wife always makes fun of me because anytime it's on, gotta gotta watch the town. Um, all right, so you're all in on Baltimore tomorrow mm-hmm. on the Oreos and the Ravens. Yeah, Ravens. Because I'm getting plus money on on the Orioles, I'll probably tag it together and maybe buy a point. So if I win by a field goal. Okay. I like two and a half a lot better than three and a half. John Harbaugh, the streak has, I'm sure it's in point spread weekly this week. Uh, Matt Humans wrote about it. Um, we've been talking about, I'm sure, nonstop on the network. Nine and zero in his last nine games against the spread. Twenty and zero straight up since 2016. Eighteen and two ATS in those games. He's ten and four ATS in his career in week one preseason games. So tomorrow night, Ravens. We'll see if the trend continues against the Tennessee Titans. They are laying three and a half in a couple uh, spots, including DraftKings. It's it's actually a juice three and a half. So uh, I'm going to have to jump on the Ravens bandwagon. The the one play I do like, and uh, it's uh, you can get a South Point at plus 105. It's on Saturday. Uh, it's Carolina at Washington. Um, I, I just, anytime we can look, you can find those quarterback battles. I, mm-hmm. I think it's, it's, it's worth a look in the preseason. You know, we, we found out in the Raiders game, Sean, there was a battle uh, between Jarrett Stidham and Nick Mullins for the backup quarterback job, and they were alternating possessions, and those two guys were, were clearly battling it out, and that's why they were up 20 to nothing at halftime because those two quarterbacks were, were, were thoroughly bat, bat, uh, battling it out. Um, you know, once again, for Baltimore, I know there's a bunch of guys out, as we talked about, but you know, with, with their backup quarterback situation, um, you know, with Tyler Huntley, or uh, yeah, I, I just got to go with Baltimore. Yeah, and, j- and just on your game Saturday, the one thing I would be careful, uh, I definitely would make sure that I have a good feel for how long the one offensive line is going to play. True. Because neither Sam Darnold nor Baker Mayfield are very evasive and athletic. So even if they are in the game, if they're going to the backups on that old line after the first series, you know, I wouldn't expect or anticipate that they're going to have a whole lot of time you know, to sit back there and, and pick the other team apart. Just, just something to think about. Yeah, for sure. A um, couple other well, – we'll talk more about the, uh, the preseason slate, but another team I'm looking – I kind of like Seattle at Pittsburgh uh, on Saturday as well, but I think Pittsburgh, you know, with Mitch Trubisky and Kenny Pickett, I mean, they, while Trubisky's going to win that job, it's pretty clear. I think there's, you know, he's going to want to prove something when he goes out there, too. Yeah, I'm not playing. That's your guy. I'm not playing with or against Pittsburgh because I just want to watch my guy, Oladokun, without. I hope he gets in. Yeah, he'll play. Because, yeah, absolutely he'll play. Fourth string quarterback? Yeah. I hope so. I mean, I, Mason I mean, Rudolph's not going to play that much. I wouldn't be surprised if they aren't okay. quietly shopping Mason Rudolph. Who wants Mason Rudolph? Eh, who knows? Somebody might need a backup. Might not have depth. They did drop the quote that uh, you know he could he could be the starter. 
See, here's what I still don't think you've come to the realization of. There are not a lot of great quarterback evaluators in the National Football League. The Carolina Panthers traded for Sam Darnold and extended him before he'd ever played a snap. Like the bonehead things that are done at that well, they, position. Well, they picked up his fifth-year option. Or, they didn't extend him. It's just like extending him. You gave him another year on his contract. You could have walked away from him this past year instead of being on the hook for, what is it, almost $30 million this year that he's getting paid because they picked it up? So, yeah. So I'm just – they're not a lot of great moves. Even Pittsburgh with Kenny Pickett, like – the consensus is that Mitchell Trubisky isn't that good, right? I didn't, and we, Pittsburgh used a first-round pick on Kenny Pickett, and he's not even good enough to compete with Mitchell Trubisky for the starting job. They could have used that on an offensive lineman. And everybody talk about how desperate they are to upgrade that position. So I'm just saying a lot of mistakes are made, in my opinion, at the quarterback position. Oh, tons. I mean, yeah. the hit rate on first-round picks is like, if you're being uh, positive, it's like 50%. But yeah. it's 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 – not great. So, uh, fascinated to see the uh, the youngsters out there. Um, Me too. Some of these. I'm excited to see Malik Willis and some of these guys. Sam Howell was my number one quarterback, so everyone knows. And during the draft, but I'm anxious to see these guys play. Matt Corral could be. A, he'll be out there on Saturday in that Washington game too yeah, with he, uh, with Carolina. He, they traded up. I mean, the, the draft capital. The Carolina Panthers have expended for a quarterback, quarterback. they still don't like. <laughs> it's amazing. It really is. Matt Rule is trying to do everything not to get fired this year, and uh, he's rolling out. By the way, I, I, it's a completely different subject, but I have to mention this. Yeah. It's just, it must be something about the Dodgers. Because Joey Gallo was the most hated Yankee from the time he got there to the time they traded him, yep. and he just went yard for the Dodgers. Yeah, Yankee Nation is sitting there like you started. Uh, you started peacocking about your Twins uh, prediction a yeah, little too was, early yeah, in this yeah, one, just slightly. It's uh, eight to four now uh, out in Los Angeles. Dodgers are good, man. Yeah, they're pretty good. Uh, they're the betting favorite to win the World Series, and Joey justifiably Gallo, so. They they are tremendous. Uh, tomorrow, the strikeout king prop, or sorry, the strikeout prop king. Easy for me to say is uh, <laughs> is back on the hill. The White Sox at the Royals. Dylan Cease uh, on the hill. Cody's guy. He's he became guy. my guy. He yeah. became our guy. Uh, by the way, you're uh, you're back in Austin Voth tomorrow with the Orioles. Man, I'm just auto-fading the Boston Red Sox. Doesn't matter who Voth, they're playing. Voth has played, pitched yeah, really well. It, it, I don't get caught up. I don't overcomplicate it. When a team's bad, they're bad. <laughs> just, just fade them while they're down. Yeah, and they've used that bullpen up the last two days, you know, against uh, the Braves. Now I get the Orioles coming in here with their bullpen, which is excellent. Rested because of the postponement today. Well, and you need the which Orioles. means they flew out a little earlier. Got into Boston, you know, not to. Yeah, I don't, I don't think is that even right. Well, you know, it's a little bit extra rest. You know, maybe get you a nice meal instead of room service. You know, every little bit matters. Um, <laughs> you need you need the Orioles to basically go undefeated the remainder of the year. Nah, if you, I'm not worried about If that. you want that uh, yeah. thousand to one to hit, I didn't make the bet yet. I just was well don't. talking about it. I might game to game basis. I th- I would love. Hey, I'm a I, dreamer, man. I would love. To I'm an optimist. I'm a positive energy guy. Like this is who and what I am. I'm a realist. No, you, you no, you're not. You're a contrarian. You like to go against no everything else. No, you're you're, you're no. I I like to keep it. Sane, and when you bet the Reds, I said that was a horrendous. Yeah, you're bet. a singles hitter. It's not wrong with that. I and hit a lot of singles too, but sometimes I sit and wait for the fastball, I think, well, try and hit a home run. 
Hey, you also like to uh, burn money. That's cool. I mean, uh, lighting money on fire is. You a, told is me a, that when I said St. Peter's was going to oh be Purdue. Oh my God! We love, love you guys. God, never ends. Never ends. <laughs> hey, did Duke win the title? Oh, that's right. Now Kansas won that title. Yeah, that was nice. <laughs> Who had that? Oh, me. Right. All right. Scott Seidenberg is coming up next, right here on Veasan. At Bed 365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bed 365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts, if you dare.